welcome to Australian Women Preach, a podcast that aims to raise women's voices in preaching the gospel. Our intention is to model the church we want to be, inclusive, diverse and welcoming. Brought to you by WATAC, Women and the Australian Church and The Grail in Australia. Dowling loves being an aunt and great-aunt. Her background is in primary teaching, perpetual student of life theology. In 1987, Anne was consecrated as a member of the Mariana community. In 1996, she was pastoral leader of two parishes without a resident priest in North Queensland. Anne ministered as pastoral associate for many years in the Melbourne Archdiocese and is passionate about women's inclusion in the church. Hi. Today I'm reflecting on the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 35 to 42. John the Baptist said, Look, there is the Lamb of God. Since I reread this Sunday's Gospel a couple of weeks ago, one image, one memory has been constantly with me. It has been with me since May 1985 when I was seated with some friends at the Melbourne Concert Hall, an impressive newish building with a large stage. The evening's lecturer was introduced and there he was. On such a big stage, a small man dressed simply in a white button through satan with a white belt playing cross hanging from his neck and such a beautiful smile. A man who radiated joy and love. Dom Helder Camara, the then Archbishop of Recife in Brazil, who is quoted as having said, when I give food to the poor, they call me a saint. When I ask why they are poor, they call me a communist. For me, his presence was as dazzling as was his talk. I felt I was in the presence of holiness. But his lecture was not about himself. It was about a living relationship with God, a vertical two-way relationship. And he stretched out his arms horizontally, showing that relationship, reaching out to others. And before us was an image of Jesus on the cross. In his lecture, he was pointing to Jesus, the anointed one of God, the Messiah. Dom Helder clearly lived the Gospels in the way of liberation theology, with courage and with joy. He was not on about himself. His way was that of Jesus, not in the context of first century Israel, but in the context of 20th century South America. Since then, I have been privileged to spend time or go to numerous lectures with a number of people who, for me, have been charismatic or inspiring leaders, prophets. These have included, among many, Daniel O'Leary, who led a retreat in Ireland, Bishop Vincent Long and Joan Chidester, 
my Italian is limited, but that didn't matter so much nine years ago when I went to St. Peter's Basilica for evening prayer on New Year's Eve, then Mass, and the Urbi at Orbi addressed the next day, presided over or delivered by Pope Francis. He was dressed simply as Dom Helder Camara had been, and he also radiated joy and love. He's had a punishing schedule in freezing cold weather, and yet he went out in St Peter's Square greeting people with warmth and love, giving of himself to them even though he must have been exhausted. These people, each in their own way, point us to Jesus the Messiah, the beloved Son of God who became one of us. I belong to the Union of the Catholic Apostolate, commonly known in Australia as the Palatine family. On the 20th of January, 1963, Pope John XXIII canonised Vincenzo Pallotti, who was born in 1795, died in 1850 and was a priest in Rome. John Paul II said of him that his inspiration became the theology of Vatican II. Pope Benedict XVI listed him with those saints who had a charism for the church rather than just a personal one. Pilotti lived just after the French Revolution, a time when priests' lives were in danger. In his writings and in his actions, he was on about everyone, not just priests or the hierarchy, but everyone being called by name in baptism to be an apostle. He lived as an apostle of Jesus and called both lay people and ordained to do so also. By virtue of baptism, all members, no matter their state or style of life, are equally called to holiness and to be apostles. Lay people didn't have any active role in the church of his time, so this was a revolutionary concept. Again, his spirituality was focused on Jesus. Andrew and the other disciple of John the Baptist were looking for something, someone searching. They clearly had been attracted to qualities of John the Baptist. Each of us is searching for something missing or not yet complete. It may be the meaning of life, how to make sense in a world which sometimes seems senseless with violence, man-made and natural disasters, joy, love and peace, existential questions, as well as practical ones. Some of us have been to lots of lectures, read books, conversed with others, travelled widely or even listened to podcasts as we seek answers and peace for our restless hearts. Andrew and the other disciple of John the Baptist clearly trusted him and so they were his disciples, his followers. It's probable that Jesus, for some time before his baptism by John, had also been a follower of John. When Jesus walks past, John tells them that Jesus is the Lamb of God. An intriguing statement. They start following Jesus. Today's gospel has the classic questions and response used in formation processes, such as the rite of Christian initiation of adults. What do you want? Where do you live? Come and see. What do you want? 
that's a question worth pondering for ourselves from time to time. The way I have answered that question for myself has changed over the years as the world has changed. My experiences have changed me and hopefully I have matured and grown in wisdom. I am ageing and becoming increasingly aware that each day brings me closer to my final day. What do you want? Where do you live? They're curious and wanting to know more about this man they're now following. The gospel writer John doesn't fill in the details for us. There's a lot left to our imaginations. Where does Jesus live today? Pope Francis very much sees Jesus' presence in the poor, in the hungry, the refugees, those homeless after natural disasters, those cast out because they are LBGQTI+, those grieving, injured and suffering due to wars, and in all the people of God. Jesus' response is, come and see. To invite someone into your home is an invitation to a more intimate relationship. You see them on their home turf where aspects that may not be seen in the public sphere are revealed. While working in pastoral ministry for many years, I was privileged to be invited into many homes. They covered a huge range of styles and sizes, of varied decor and treasured photos and items. Some seemed cold and sterile. Others exuded warmth and welcome. It gradually dawned on me that in each of them, Jesus lived. I am grateful for those encounters. Some were very memorable, such as the hospitality lavished on me in North Queensland by a Sicilian couple who lived in a tiny cane cutter's shack with rooms divided by blankets strung from cross beams. Maria was looking forward to moving into town where her son was building them a nice brick unit. Instead, she was found to have leukaemia and was called home by the God she loved so much. In a home, you usually can relax and be yourself. Be at home with yourself. Be at home with God. Andrew and the other disciple responded to the invitation or call to come and see. It was about two hours before sunset. We don't know if they stayed for the night or exactly what they saw and heard, but it was enough for Andrew to want to tell his brother Simon about it early the next day. And when we're excited about something, the natural instinct is to want to share it with someone close to us to spread the good news. Andrew tells Simon, we have found the Messiah, and then he takes him to Jesus. Andrew had recognised something about Jesus that spoke to what he was searching for. Then we have the encounter of Jesus and Simon, where Jesus recognised something in him and gave him the name Peter, or in English, the rock. There is so much to reflect on and carry in our hearts this week. What are you searching for? Who have been your guides, your teachers who have enlightened your path? What are you being called to now at this time in your life? Are your eyes and ears open to encounters with Jesus? With whom do you share good news? Give thanks that you are called and are loved by God. 
You have been listening to Australian Women Preach, brought to you by WATAC, Women and the Australian Church, and The Grail in Australia. You can find out more about WATAC at watac.net.au and The Grail at grailaustralia.org.au. The music in this podcast is from the song Truth, from the album Into Silence, by songwriter, musician, theologian and teacher Danielle Ann Lynch. You can hear the full version on Spotify. Spotify.